VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 464. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to build on something that I talked about almost three years ago uh, on the podcast. Three years ago. Uh, That's a long time ago. Uh, It's a lot of episodes ago. It's a lot of growth, reinvention, evolution ago. But it's an episode that I think has been really pivotal in how I look at life and particularly how important the words we use are. I say that all the time, of course, but the words we use are so important when it comes to the limits we put on ourselves, be those limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, what we think we're capable of or not, the way we see opportunity or not, the way we prescribe intent or goodness to others, and so on and so on. The words we use are so important because they dictate our reality. The stories we tell ourselves are so important because they dictate our reality. And a couple years ago, I did an episode uh, titled Self-Made, where I talked about a particular phrase that I hear a lot uh, in life. And that phrase was, I was shaped by my past. I was shaped by my past, or someone would say, you know, I was shaped by, and then talk about a very specific experience in their life. I was shaped. I was shaped. And basically, my contention in that episode, um, and it continues to be, of course, because it's really kind of been supercharged over the past couple of years, my contention is that we need to challenge ourselves to ask ourselves, did our past experiences create who we are, or did we decide what to do with them? You know, I'm talking about being shaped by your past or being taught by it. Again, we're talking about words here, shaped or taught. And personally, when it comes to the words we use, the stories we tell ourselves, I advocate for a mindset that says, my past didn't shape me. It taught me. It didn't define me. I defined myself. It didn't shape me. It taught me. It didn't shape me. I learned through it. Emphasis on I, right? A return to you. 
Because even though admittedly there are so many things, unfortunately, in life that are out uh, of your control, that are explicitly unfair or random or unlucky or vindictive or spiteful or whatever negative way you can describe it, you know, any negative experience, despite that, despite that reality, which is very real, at the end of the day, you still get to decide what to do with your past. You get to decide what you do with those experiences. You get to decide if they shaped you, that is, you live passively, or if you learned through them, that is, you're more active. You get to decide if you're at the mercy of life or if you're in the driver's seat. You get to decide if you say, that relationship broke me, I'll never love again, I'll never trust again, or that broken relationship taught me what I deserved. You get to decide if you say that failure, that embarrassment, that rejection defined me, it broke me, it broke my passion or my dreams. Or if you say that failure, that embarrassment, that rejection made me realize how important my passion is to me. It taught me the value of persistence, for instance. You get to decide if you say, I spent a lot of time alone, therefore I am a lonely person. I don't have many friends, therefore I'm a loner, I'm a loser. Or if you say, my alone time has taught me the value of independence, right? You get to decide which version of the story you tell yourself, active or passive, shaped or taught. So I did that episode a long time ago, and it's continued, obviously, to be a guiding light for me and hopefully for you as well. And the other day I was on Twitter just doing some classic doom scrolling, and I came across a post by someone that And it really kind of reignited my passion for this idea, so much so that I wanted to do a quick 2.0 episode on this topic to make you feel reinvigorated, to be more hopeful and active and empowered in your life rather than the opposite, which is, you know, kind of feeling powerless and at the mercy of your life's experiences. And it was just a simple quote. It was a quote from a psychologist. His name is Ali Matu. He's based in San Francisco. And he talks a lot um, in his profession about anxiety, about healing, and specifically about how we should talk about mental health, the words we should use. And he has a quote, very simple, that says, tell stories about your scars, not your wounds. Tell stories about your scars, not your wounds. And the moment I saw that, I was just energized to talk about this topic again. Tell stories about your scars, not your wounds. And I think this is just beautifully worded because it helps us take back control of our lives in the present. That is, to be guided by our past experiences, but empowered to use more empowering language and to speak from that place of empowerment. So it's this idea, right, of wounds versus scars which is a metaphor I hadn't really thought of before. I love a good metaphor. I love a good practical metaphor, Um, but I hadn't heard this one. And I looked into it, and there's a lot of great perspective I found from different therapists and psychologists and licensed professionals in mental health that really highlight this as an effective metaphor in their clinical practices, right? As a powerful way to help people who suffer from PTSD or who have been through traumatic past experiences or abuse or acute loneliness or things like that. It's a helpful tool in those circles to help people give themselves credit for their healing journey, wherever they are on it, right? To be resilient and empowered to look back at their past experiences as a catalyst for growth that ultimately results in a healed or healing scar. So obviously the idea here is that a wound turns into a scar uh, over time uh, and with healing and with understanding and with patience. But no matter how long that practice takes, 
um, the wound does eventually turn into a scar. And it's a sign then of healing, of understanding, of empowerment, of kindness. And a lot of therapists lean into this metaphor to try to help people look to their wounds to turn them into scars and make those proof of their current wisdom, of their boundaries, their standards, and their resilience versus the opposite, which is continuing to focus on the wound, the experience, the trauma, whatever it might be. And obviously, I'm not a you know clinical therapist or anything like that. And my thing is being a regular guy making sense of life through a regular guy lens. But it's funny sometimes how we all have the ability to make sense of life in a way that is then supported by, you know, the experts, by research. We have the answers inside of us. And sometimes we just need a catalyst, perhaps a mantra, a word, a phrase to help us find it and finally live its truth. And in this case, telling stories, using words, this idea here, telling stories from our scars, not wounds, Maybe it's just that for you, learning to focus on your scars as proof of evolution, growth, healing, closure, instead of the wounds. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. And certainly any therapist will tell you, of course, that we can't just skip from wound to scar and overlook the past and ignore the root cause in our life. We need to. We have to spend time in that space, no matter how difficult or perhaps triggering it might be. But the more we do and the more time we spend there 
with vulnerability, either on our own or with a therapist, the more then we can turn that wound into a scar and then speak from that place, tell stories from that place, speak from a place of power, speak from a place of you. So that's really just what I want to bring to the surface here. I was just reinvigorated to talk about this topic again. And this quote, tell stories about your scars, not your wounds. It's the difference here between saying that your past shaped you versus saying that your past taught you. In my own, this is how I look at this topic, right? It's the difference between, I suppose, you know, elementary terms of life happening to you or for you, right? Empowerment, active versus passive. And to the original idea that I did a couple years ago, when you can rise above and say that your past taught you, that is when you become self-made. And I love that phrase, self-made. Self-made. I decide what to make of my past. I decide what to make of those moments. Me, not them, not that person who rejected me, not my parents, not that loss, not my boss, not that random person on the internet. Me, I get to decide. And because of that, as I evolve, as I invent myself, as I reinvent myself, I am self-made because my past didn't shape me, it taught me. And that's the idea. And I'd encourage you, can you push yourself to examine your wounds thoroughly, but then speak from the scar? Tell stories from the scar. The wound, perhaps it was a relationship that was hurtful. Perhaps it was you getting cheated on or betrayed or blindsided, right? Really negative things, unfortunately. Or it could have been a pattern of repeated bad, short, hurtful relationships, being ghosted, being used, being disrespected, or maybe some kind of loss in your life, some kind of pain. In the face of those hurtful experiences, draining experiences, can you ask yourself this question? Can I let it teach me instead of letting it shape me? Can you take a more active role in your evolution to say, I decide what to do with my past. I decide what to do with my past life experiences. And ask yourself that. What did they teach you about yourself, about what you deserve, about what you want, about your worth, about what's important to you, about human nature, about the world? Did they teach you that you'll never settle again? Good. It taught you that. That is you being self-made, not shaped and unlovable because of a past experience. Did it teach you that you now have an unwavering sense of independence and you can rely on yourself? Good. It taught you that. You are self-made. You're not shaped by your past and lonely and a loser. Did it teach you that you can move on from a big, shattering failure in your life? Good. It taught you that. You are self-made. You're not shaped in a failure for the rest of your life. Right? This idea, simple reframing, that is you taking back your power and speaking from the scar, telling stories from the scar, from the healing, from the introspection that you kicked off. Right? The way to turn a wound into a scar is through you. It's through introspection. It's through vulnerability. It's through a journey that you initiated. And when you start to tell stories about the scars instead of the wounds, when you speak from what you have learned, from what you decide to do next, that is evolution. That is reinvention. And it means you no longer assume you're unlovable, for instance, because of a past bad relationship. It means you no longer assume you're unrealistic with your passion because you've been rejected. It means you no longer assume you have nothing to offer because you've felt lonely in the past. It means you no longer assume you're a failure because you're still looking for your place in life, in your career. It means you take those past moments and you say, I am self-made. I am not defined by them. I am taught by them. 
that is telling stories about scars rather than wounds. And I'd ask you, how would that feel? How does it feel to speak from a place of power where you're driving, where you're active, where you're not passive? Certainly, it takes time to get to this point. And yeah, I'd say the journey here, the journey to being centered in your past, it's absolutely winding and up and down. And perhaps you might even regress along the way. You might be pulled back to a place of doubt that is caused by that wound. But I think if you hold this idea in your head, the word in your head, right? Scars versus wounds, speaking about stories from the scar instead of the wound, leaning on the idea of being self-made, deciding you are not defined by those experiences or shaped by them, but rather taught by them. I think that framing, that reframing has the power to put you on a new, powerful course of healing and direction in your life. That's a direction that is defined by balance. That's a balance between patience and urgency. Patience to create a safe place of introspection and understanding within yourself, to take time to understand where you're coming from, but also urgency to say, I decide what I do next. I decide what to do next. I decide version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, the next evolution of me. I decide. And I think this is just a powerful mentality that really sets you free to reinvent yourself as many times as you need, to come out of the other side of whatever past experiences you've been through with scars that speak to your ability to do just that, to stand strong while you do just that, and to decide you are worthy of kindness to yourself while you do. So that's it. I'll end it right there. I hope this episode was helpful and gave you something to think about. If it did and you want to take another step forward, I'd recommend my new book, That's Bold of You. It's all about reinvention and evolving yourself. It's available on Amazon. But that is it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.